Uh, all right, we're talking episode 788 of The Good Place tonight. Um, in the most sleepy way possible with way too many details. Just how you like it. Yeah, episode 7 is called uh, Forever Saying Yay. And it starts with the last time, goes right into the episode with Michael talking. Let's see what we got. Oh, we see, we get to see in the background a small window over one of the, do- maybe the doorway of Everything Fits. Uh, oh, the cobblestone streets of this uh, European-style neighborhood. You know, Universal, if you ever want to do a special tour with me talking and all the people on tour sleeping. Uh, it has bikes parked everywhere. And then an ice cream cart, which you can kind of see behind Michael. I always started to wonder why uh, bikes are associated with leisure. I mean, I do enjoy a bike ride for leisurely re- relaxation. Uh, but I think it's more associated with leisure, especially the particular bikes you see portrayed in media, including this is leisurely, are usually like very nice-looking bikes that are heavy to ride. Uh, so I was just thinking about that because I said, well, do the, are those bikes, if I was in a good place, uh, I guess I probably would ride. I would like to ride a bike. Uh, and uh, let's see, more, oh, more pair, what does that say? Oh, more painted ones. Uh, the leisure than lever. Le- and there's also no tandem bikes. Uh, there's also the kite shop uh, or kites outside of a shop. I think I mentioned that before. There's another idealized thing, kite flying. You see, don't fl- we don't fly enough kites. As, uh, we, we just don't. Uh, Michael still is in a gray suit. Um, mediums. Oh, there's also in the background those globe str- string lights uh, that you see. Again, uh, I guess this is a TV show set, Scoots. Like, I guess this would be my good place. There's bikes. There's yogurt. Uh, kite shops. Uh, it'd be the one-day place. They say one day. I'm going to sip coffee or tea under these string lights uh, in the evening. Another day I'll fly a kite, and then another day after that I'll go for a bike ride. Uh, then the open uh, episode opens. Uh, there's a good, in, at 148, uh, I put Holy Fork back of Eleanor's front door. Use some kind of metallic paint. I never noticed that before. Well, you know what? I never got to d- d- describe the boots. I don't think I wrote down the description of the boots that play a thing in this episode. Hopefully I'll remember when there's a close-up. Right now, these are wide shots of uh, uh, Chidi and his boot buddy talking boots. Uh, they do have crystals. Uh, oh, there's also broccoli in one of the baskets in Eleanor's apartment. I said, did I mention that already? Angel boat smiling moonbeam. Angel boat smile. Oh, uh, Tahani says, Michael, you're going to be soon. You'll be on an angel boat. Or no, that's what Eleanor says. Uh, smoking moonbeam cigars. And here's a question that will be answered soon. I said, where does Chidi teach anyway? And they also posited, which we'll answer later. What? How much do, co- how much do cowboy boots cost? I really liked Chidi's leather satchel. It was very nice. Uh, then we're at... Uh, Oh, even Tahani has glassy balloons. I don't know where she, she, everything, she is the best planner. So she has these beautiful balloons, which I don't know, some of the colors, especially the, um, 
Yeah, the blues and the reds she got fit her color palette, but I'm not sure where you would get balloons that are just a nice, classy color. Classyballoons.com. Tonight's episode is sponsored by classyballoons.com. Hey, put some class in your balloons already, uh, people. Well, so here's a note, a competitor's note. A 99 cent store, at least by me, has balloons, uh, and they inflate them. Classic Classy Balloons has pulled out of uh, Sporting Sleep with me already. Uh, Michael Pintle. Oh, Michael's. Uh, there's a pinata of Michael, which has a peacock tie from the original episode. Caramel Party Guy. Out of focus. Uh, what does that say? Cancel Party Guy. Out of focus in the background. Oh, at the party, there's a guy in the background out of focus, and he scratches his head at one point. A difficult job being in the background. I'd re- that's good that they're out of focus. Uh, uh, Michael talks about hot di- diamonds and titanium. Another, that's a good song too that I like to get pumped up to is titanium. I didn't think I was a Sia fan until I became one. Like I guess I guess I like my Sia as all pop music aged by three years, so I could be totally irrelevant. Uh, so that's that. Somber. Retirement is not fun. It's somber for Michael. Party poppers. Two birds with one stone. Uh, Sorbonne, uh, which I probably already mispronounced as where Chidi works. Uh, Chidi teaches. Ooh, choo-choo. Uh, Janet plays the conductor, which I liked. I uh, really like uh, her, her choo-choo motion. Moral no-nos, GD talks about Machiavelli versus Oprah. And then we have a flashback to Chidi. He could use a podcast. He can't sleep because he's overthinking. Moral philosophy professor. He does really have a nice plaid duvet. I said, I'd like to sleep up, sleep up with that duvet. Let's slip up with talking about it. Uh, his partner is, uh, she's a con expert, uh, I thought that was interesting. He shares a bed with, it looked like a full-size bed. Then we see chalkboards at the Boot Brothers class. Um, uh, there's, uh, we did find some stuff, but really a lot of hints about life after life in there. And again, I think if, when you think about this show and uh, who the, the, the team of people behind it, uh, they're really working with a lot of brain power and trying to teach us not, I, I don't know. I just really think, uh, and Jeffrey Burton Russell's one of the people. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, boots in a box. It's a, Chidi gets the gift of boots and it's anagram footwear. I believe is the name of that. I don't know if there's an anagram in anagram footwear cause I'm not that smart. Oh, this is another thing I didn't look up is eschatology. What that means. Uh, study is something. Uh, Chidi gets his boot brother boots. I'm ahead of the show, so I'll wait till the boots. That's when I said, how much do boots cost anyway? Is it, you could spend anywhere from 50 to a whole lot of money. But for custom boots like these, you, a lot of money. Or totally on discount. Um, uh, Tahani is warm and safe. Uh, she Maybe she says warm and safe like a bright glowing sun. Oh, here's the Boot Brothers moment. So let me take a look. Uh, you get a lot of stuff on this chalkboard to enjoy. Uh, Seagal is another reader. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I just saw it, and it went by too fast. Um, 
Yeah, so the boots are, well, let's get a description here. We'll, we'll wait. You know, all, all things, good things come to those who uh, uh, snooze through it. There's like, they uh, actually don't know the parts of the boots. There's like the leg of the boot and then the the body. That's how I'll refer to it. Uh, and then the bottom of the boot, uh, the tip of the boot, anagram footwear. Okay, here it is. Can I pause it in time? Nope, I didn't pause it in time. And now I just rewound a minute. Uh, but I see, so the, the body of the boot is a white with some, uh, uh, cherry red stuff. Then that's the body. Then the leg of the boot is uh, red, kind of cherry red, candy apple red. That's the candy. That's the color, I think. And it has stitching. I guess the cheaty mentions crystals and it's worth it. You got to see these boots, uh, in action. Uh, it is, uh, it so funny. And now he's talking to his uh, partner, who's uh, the, the uh, Kant professor. She's turning over. She's already back asleep. He's awake. Uh, now he's in class, his butt boot buddy. Um, talking about the bleakness of teaching. And here comes the box. Can scoots. I did pause it in time. So it has, uh, I was right about it. Uh, so, um, okay. So on the, um, where the laces would be on the boots is also a cherry red. I guess it's a little bit deeper, candy apple red, but aged. And then on the body of the boot, is uh, it's white. It has circles, like lassos, and kind of like a bow or a cross, an X. It also has on both the side of the boot and where the laces would be, big silver. Um, they're actually not that bad looking. Except they're a little bit big. I don't see the crystals, but I can't see the tip of the boot. That's where I would assume the crystals would be. In really nice stitching. These are really, like, look like these boots. I mean, I guess uh, I'd say they're ostentatious, so they don't fit cheaty style. But uh, anyway, so boots in the box. Uh, where were we? Oh, this is another thing I did not look up. Uh, towards versus toward. Oh, I wanted to do Michael's dialogue here. Let me look that up while we're, while I have you here. Michael talks about saltines and the things he would have liked to do as a human being, if he or as a human. Uh, let's see, Gianni's talking about the pinata. Uh, talking about the train with Janet, uh, Oprah, Boot Brothers, uh, speeches, everyone. Oh, yeah, uh, Tahani really appreciates Michael's father-like figure place. Glenn goofing around as usual. Oh, that's what she says. Michael, you always kept us warm like a bright, glowing sun. And Michael's grumpy. He says, geez, I wanted to get my hair wet, pull a hamstring, learn the difference between towards and towards, uh, pass somebody in the hallway. Just really, really well, great writing. Rewards cards, uh, Eat a saltine, really fun stuff. I don't want to ruin the joke, so. And the acting is really what makes it funny. I mean, with the writing and the directing, of course. Uh, but uh, let's see. Then we're Oceanside with Janet. Uh, this is a question because my brother is in uh, motion graphics and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of flowers on the seaside rocks and cliffs. Uh, they're in a little uh, bay or something. And I'm pretty sure those were computer generated, though I'm not an expert. I said, are those real flowers? It's beautiful. 
And I didn't ask my brother. Pay it uh, forward. Cheated cannot be a bystander. He's so more, his moral compass is, uh, his moral compass is on point. I think it's his interpersonal compass that's, uh, which we'll later learn is not a perfect, uh, uh, Janet's, uh, uh, faux children from the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards, uh, Tyler, Emmy, and little baby Philip. Uh, if you look out at the ocean, there's really big, there's not big waves, but this is a nice thing about California. The swimming's not so hot always if the water's too cold or the waves are too big, but beautiful. Look at waves crashing on rocks, uh, gorgeous. And then Janet's out, and then everyone's out, uh, Oh, yeah, there was just a big uh, boom shot of the water. I just saw it was gorgeous. Uh, let's see. There's action music even. Then Janet's on, on screens all around the good place alerting everyone. Then there's a beautiful portrait of Janet giving a thumbs up that's painted. I wonder who has that uh, in their house. Uh, hopefully. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, well anyway, uh uh, Tahani's all, she's in full morning garb, uh, even with a, a veil. Uh, Janet comes back. Michael has a four-digit pin, four zeros, uh, for the year of his birth. Uh, then there's a lot of joking with Janet. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Cheedster is turtling. I love that, Cheedster. Uh, Boop brother. Cheedy's so comfortable uh, that he's willing to tell his friend he loves him, which I really think is, uh, you just, there's so much, uh, small things in here about the characters that you could tell a lot of hard work and time went into, or maybe I'm being presumptuous, but I don't think so. Just the fact that he tells his friend that he loves him, even though he's also, uh, torn about the boots. Uh, somebody says, right is rain. Jason holds another, oh, Jason. I said, who's Jason? Jianyu, uh, uh, Jason holds another decorative ball when he's in Eleanor's apartment or house. Uh, it's made of like a hemp or a rope or something. Uh, Eleanor talks about the time she met Scott Wolf at Sunglasses Hut. Uh, and I meant to Google Scott Wolf to see what he's up to. He was at like a party of 10, party of five. Was that what the show was? Uh, and, uh, hello, hi, hello, hi, uh, Jason and, uh, Jana have a back and forth. And Michael apologizes to, to Hani. I put double question mark though. Uh, so I don't know what that, why I put double question mark. Let me just try to scroll through and see. Uh, goodbye, Janet. Anthropomorphized vessel of knowledge is Janet. Uh, what happened to Janet? Uh, uh, Michael's all bent. Yeah, he says, says, uh, oh yeah, no, he doesn't apologize. Uh, is that right? Why did he put question mark? Uh, he, Michael's at his, he's just out of gas. Oh, maybe I put double question mark because why would he apologize to Tahani? Update, he's still in gray. Eleanor stands what? Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, there's a big what moment that I seem to have forgotten. We just got to an ad, though, so maybe I'll remember it. Uh, this is when my pen ran out of glass. Uh, ga- glass, gra- gas. Uh, so it says, Eleanor sits and frowns. Uh, waiting room. Oh, this is when they're in the waiting room to talk to Michael about... Uh, 
Oh, because Eleanor stands. This must have been the end of the episode. And everyone else is like, what? Uh, and then she sits and frowns uh, in the waiting room. Everything is fine. I think this might be the start of the next episode, but I'm not sure. And, um, uh, and to the left of the sofa in the waiting room is uh, a cart, which we learn more about throughout the episode as I observe it. Uh, at first, it looked like it was a glass pitcher that seemed to be full of sand. Yeah, but I said it could be water. It just could be the reflection. There's also flowers on the back left wall. It ends up they're also on the right to balance the room out. I just couldn't see them in the shot. Uh, and then there's that water fountain sculpture. At some point, Jason, later in the episode, Jason plays with it. It's uh, eight it kind of flower lily-like cups. They're black stems at different heights uh, or trays. And the water kind of trickles down from each one and falls onto the next one. I assume. We don't get a close-up ever. Yeah, kind of thing you'd buy when you first move in with somebody, I think. Like, no, no, no. Like, eight months after, when you go to that, uh, what's that place called? World Market, I think they call it here. And you say, yeah. Uh, we need something to relieve the tension in our relationship with flowing water. And this is there to relieve the tension in the uh, waiting room. Uh, let's see. Michael's desk is cleaned off. I think for the purposes of moving, you know, not distracting from this, uh, the tasks in hand and the multiple visual things. The only thing left on his desk is a pen set and his he has a clipboard. Uh, over Eleanor's shoulder, get a view of... Uh, Six coffee table books in a uh, in a pile on a very neat table against one of the back walls. They're turned so you can't see their spines, and they're all different colors. Like they're from some kind of like Time Life collection or something, but they're not the same shape as Time Life collection books. Uh, Janet puffs a palm like she's puffing a pillow, or fluffing. She fluffs the palm like she's fluffing a pillow. Uh, oh, they got. She gives Michael this red cactus, which my dad had one of those. And I said, "That's a beautiful cactus. Uh, it has a red knob on it or something. I don't know if it's a flower or a knob or a nub." Uh, we see Michael go to another table. It's kind of like used as a bookshelf on two levels. There's dub dove bookends, and above it is a watercolor print. Yeah, which is really interesting. Quick uh, litmus test is used. A cactus, a waiting room. Jason is sitting lotus style, which is interesting to me. You know, uh, Bachelor, they're talking about the TV show Bachelors and other shows. I wonder, I want to say that Kristen Bell was on this uh, uh, satire. Oh, man. Uh, with, uh, uh, what's his name? Ken... Uh, um, he, he's from the state. I'm, I'm definitely jealous of him because Marino, uh, I think is, uh, he's very tall, he's handsome and he's funny. So he's, uh, so I'm jealous of him as an actor, but he was on a, um, a satire of the bachelor a while back, maybe five years ago, six years ago. And I don't know if Kristen Bell was on that, um, but anyway, let's see. File or cactus? Uh, can't move. Uh, no mistake. Uh, the realm of oh, Michael busts out this glowing cube, which uh, 
starts out, it's got LEDs or something. It starts out white, can turn red and green, uh, depending on if you're fibbing. Michael says there's no room in the good place. Uh, moral turpitude, that was a nice uh, turn in phrase. Uh, we also have a meeting where uh, Eleanor tells Chidi and Jason, uh, we're in this together, uh, which I thought was nice. Uh, we also see in the waiting room, this is a breakthrough here, this next trip to the waiting room. There's a turquoise on the bottom of the cart that I was describing earlier. As I said, there's a lot of tea sets in this show, and uh, there's a turquoise tea set on the bottom. Uh, this is, like, I'm pretty far ahead of the show. Michael's apologizing to, to Hani. That's when I said question mark. Uh, what is he up to with his apology? Um, but yeah, there's a turquoise tea set and there's also, we see that isn't sand in the pitcher of water. It is water, lemon water, which may have caused me to think it was sand. Uh, Eleanor quotes Kant. Uh, she said, Kant would say lying is wrong. And then uh, we learn about another one of, uh, Jason's friends, Peanut, uh, who has a cool tattoo. And Chidi's very proud of Eleanor that she can quote Kant. Uh, then we see a table with cactuses. That's Michael's desk, actually, not a table. I said, how many cacti? There's 14 plus uh, cactus plants. I can actually say 15 because I didn't write it down, but I know I saw. And I think there's 13 pots, though. So there's at least uh, 15 different cactuses or cacti in 13 different pots. All the pots are different styles. And really nice, uh, different shapes, uh, colors. There's even a couple two-tone ones, some glazed, some unglazed. Uh, somebody says, well done, Janet. Uh, we also get a good view of Michael's greenhouse. Uh, it's like a greenhouse. He has a shelf and then the greenhouse, uh, like an expanded window. And I said, one day, <laughs> one day I'll have a, I'll have a home, and I would like to have one of those greenhouse windows. Uh, and I said, holy plants. Uh, then uh, uh, Tahani mentions how comforting Anderson Cooper finds her by, by her presence. And, I mean, I watch a lot of Anderson Cooper, like, uh, different seasonally. Like, uh, and I said, I don't know. Uh, like, she's pretty wild. Like, she'd be good at planning things, but I don't know if calming someone down. He seems to need someone to make him laugh. Uh, uh, you know, that's a little, like, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion from observing him over four, 40,000 hours. Uh, like, I love Tahani, but I'm not sure exactly that she's uh, the one to relieve, like, to sit with newscasters and chill. Though we've actually never seen her chill. She's always kind of in a... Uh, she's very in a she's always in action mode, kind of. Um, at least this season. Uh, Michael gets caught in a lie by the to the cube. Uh, then we see the all spark. At this point, Michael has a navy tie on, and I don't know if we've seen the tie before, but we've seen his pocket square before. It's a handkerchief style, uh, in a like a lavender color. And when I say handkerchief, I mean the one you would wear over your head, too. Whatever that print is called is very universal. Uh, so that's good. He's in uh, Love is Suit. Uh, 
It's a gray plaid suit. So he went from a gray solid suit to a gray plaid suit. I don't know if his shirt is light gray. Can't quite tell. He talks about his own agency to Jianyu and how it's like a cactus. Uh, then they go over Eleanor's fate. Is it, uh, it looks like F-I-T-E. I actually spelled Eleanor with an I here. Or my hand just did something when I was writing it. Uh, so it looks like Lorai Fite or Fife. It could be Fife. I don't know. Was there anyone named? Uh, I think there was once an elven uh, bard, the first bard of the elves, uh, Elorhai, who played the Fife. Uh, like left, the, 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 you know, you don't think about that, uh, especially when we're talking about the good place. But uh, are there any elven bards? I mean, I'm sure elves would love I mean, I don't mean to make assumptions, but I would think that elves would like opera and music, uh, especially formal music. I don't mean to make great pronouncements about the elvens, uh, but I, I can't see, I don't see any elven bards uh, anywhere <laughs> at all, even in my imagination. Now I do, though. Uh, one named Alorhai. Yeah, but they talk about Eleanor's uh, fate, big point swings. Uh, Kristen Bell is uh, using her hands to tell stories, and it really, I mean, because it's a tight shot, and it really, really uh, does, uh, uh, it's, it's acting, I guess you'd call it. Uh, don't judge uh, is the theme, the note, the end of that commercial break on. Then we see her roommate Mads and her friend from the Rihanna concert, and in the apartment, they have a really nice apartment. There's a diffuser. There's a, Eleanor maybe has a thing for decorative balls uh, because there's a glass decorative ball, it looked like. As they get their news from the news site, News Glop, G-L-O-P, exclamation point. Um, there's a John, I don't know if anybody reads John Ronson uh, like I do, but uh, there's a, this is like a John Ronson like a book. Uh, let's see if I can do you should definitely read, read, uh, I, would start, I can't say, like, uh, I guess, uh, see if I could spell, I don't think I could spell it backwards, uh, but check out his books, uh, just Google it and then you'll, you'll figure out which book it is, uh, but it's a little bit like that, uh, with her roommate, uh, her apartment front door to the left is a really nice closet. I said, I could use an apartment with a closet like that. It has a uh, sliding uh, doors and they're metallic blue. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think this is intentional, but so Eleanor's house door is like a silver metallic, uh, yeah, but kind of like, um, a, uh, I don't know how to say it, a spackle like material. This is a smooth blue, uh, material and these uh, metallic closet doors, uh, uh, also, Eleanor's she buys a dress and she has a blow pop. I, and I'm 99 percent sure it's a blow pop, just because blow pops have a very unique shape. Uh, any consumers of lollipops, you see most lollipops. Uh, this is good to um, um, lollipop branding. If anyone's thinking about getting into the lollipop business, so, so the, who? What are the two? Like, if you said to yourself, uh, you were going to become a lollipop gambler. You'd say, okay, okay, let's eliminate that. From, they said, well, maybe there's a world, like a good place, uh, and you can gamble. Lollipops at 100 yards. Uh, what are the two lollipops you'd be able to identify by brand? Um, 
and they'd be uh, blow pops made by charms. And then the other ones, which are smaller ones, or maybe those are charms. What are the little ones called? How the heck did I forget the name of the other major lollipop of my life? Uh, lollipop of my life. Uh, I think charms makes blow pops. And so Eleanor has a blow pop. It has a distinctive shape. And then there's the smaller ones, uh, which like uh, are very ubiquitous, and those those are good consumption. They're like a snack size of lollipop, and a lot of different flavors, including the mystery flavor. I think I have some literally in my closet, ha- half melted in my uh, pantry from. Uh, and this isn't a joke. Uh, from Halloween 2013 and 14. Uh, that's on my to do. Believe me, it's on a to do list somewhere to deal with that. But I say. Oh, oh. How did I let these uh, uh, smart? No, not smarties. I think it does start with an S, though. I said, man, what kind of lollipop? I guess I would have lost the bet, uh, but that's the other lollipop you can spot at a distance. Uh, do you belong is a big question here. I mean, throughout this whole season, uh, real, like on the subtextual level, particularly, truth. Uh, Michael brings out this wireless bad place of PA speaker, and he says, come and get her, and then a train comes. Uh, and I was really interested, if you go to the Universal Hollywood Backstage Tour, or whatever it's called, and you get to go through these sets, uh, you'll wonder how they get, how did they shoot this train scene. Adam Scott shows up with his hair, holy hair on this guy's head, uh, now he's funny and seems very charming, even in this role. He's got that hair. Uh, and also, like, a lot of, I forget what year it was. I let it, read a lot of scripts, maybe from, like, 2000, I guess it was a while ago. Was it the 2007 Blacklist scripts? Uh, and I think Adam Scott was in, like, three of those movies. Um, but anyway, um, I don't know if it was 2007, but um, he has perfect hair. He just gives a can of nuts to Michael. Uh, he says, Michael's too nice. Somebody's rocking a selfie stick. Uh, this is a little tidbit, and I don't know if it was true, uh, but Adam Scott says, like, they have to get back for The Bachelor. I said, there's no DVRs for the employees of The Bad Place. And he said, what a ripoff, because uh, he says, we've got to be back on time. I mean, unless he's worried about people spoiling it, which in the bad place would uh, make sense. And there's, again, the theme of that there should be a medium place, uh, as Eleanor says. And that's where James Cashpenny and Richard Warren Sears were in season one of Get Bassos. Uh, uh, good, fake, soulmate. There's a real hug, really a lot of emotional notes at this, uh, in this uh, back end of this episode. Because uh, you can see when she gets a hug from Chidi, her face. Uh, and then at 18 minutes in, we have another great piece of acting. If you look at uh, William Jackson Harper's fingers, uh, just the way he's doing that, right around 18 minutes. Uh, fond of a street cat. I liked that. That's how, that could be used for anything. Uh, we'd love to see how they shot the train. Uh, three, it's a 318 train to the bad place with thousands of stops in between. Uh, Michael's been pranked by the people from the bad place. They ordered a hundred pizza, Hawaiian pizzas, which he says is the worst kind of pizza. I would say once a year, Hawaiian pizza is good. Um, 
I think maybe only good Hawaiian pizza is good though. It's not like I order it. I think is is I don't think I had Hawaiian pizza until I was like in my thirties at least. Um, then to the office. This is not a little lounge. No more. Oh, this is not Little League. Oh, they ordered Hawaiian pizza to the office. He tells Eleanor, this is not Little League, or maybe it's Cheaty. Yeah, to Cheaty. He says, there is no most improved player. Uh, then we're on the train to the bad place, and they say, uh, Manhattan, uh, dining car is closed, There's, uh, but they would serve warm Manhattan clam chowder there. Or not warm. Uh, I guess you'd use the word tepid. And then Michael says, stop this train. You know, not yet. Eleanor is not leaving. Uh, we see that they're traveling on the Trans-Eternal Railways or something. I just saw Trans-Eternal. And then we meet the other Eleanor, and there's a what moment. Okay, so let's talk about some of the stuff that came up. In there. So I did some research, and like I don't think I said this, but for custom boots, you're talking between 1500 and five grand. Uh for a nice pair of handmade custom boots. Uh, so put that in your budget. I mean, they have a costumer or a wardrobe department. I don't know why I keep using that word costumer. Uh, so that's that. Uh, then there's a phrase, two birds with one stone, uh, which is, defi- let's see, where are we at? Uh, the free dictionary.com. Uh, to complete, achieve, or take care of two tasks at the same size, same time, or with a singular series of actions, to solve two problems with one solution. Uh, let's see. I was trying to find like some background on it. Um, this is mostly just definitions. Uh, so I guess uh, that one. I like. Uh, let's see. So let's start go talk about the Sorbonne, uh, which is where Chidi uh, teaches. Uh, he just made one exclamation that made me think that. I mean, I thought he said something about it. So, uh, which is an edifice, according to Wikipedia, in the Latin Quarter of Paris, France, uh, the historical house of the former University of Paris. Uh, today, it, it houses uh, education and research institutions uh, such as the Pantheon, Sorbonne University, Sorbonne Nouvelle University. Uh, and some more. The Collège de Sorbonne is uh, uh, the names that derive, that's what's derived from 1257, uh, one of the significant colleges of the medieval University of Paris. Uh, medieval uh, university predates the college by about a century, and minor colleges have been founded already during the late 12th century. During the 16th century, it became involved in the intellectual struggles uh, uh, going down and was a stronghold of one side of that struggle. And then they kind of got uh, taken over 1533. Uh, no one wanted to hear from them during the big uh, French thing, uh, but it was reopened in, by Napoleon in 1808 and then closed in 1882. And it was one of many colleges uh, of the University of Paris that existed until the French Revolution. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, May, um, a lot of uh, historical stuff there. Um, but yeah, not only is it a, a school, but it's actually a place you could uh, you could check out and visit. Uh, so that's a little bit about that.
Now we're getting into interesting stuff. So Jeffrey Burton Russell was on the chalkboard of GD's uh, compa- uh, his co-worker's thing. And I didn't know, like, so we're going to really dig in here. Uh, this is a Wikipedia article. Uh, Ru- Russell graduated, uh, undergraduate, uh, Cal Berkeley in 1955, and then Emory University, uh, his Ph.D. in 1960. And now he's a professor at uh, Cal uh, Santa Barbara. He's taught in a lot of places. He's published widely, mostly in medieval, medieval European history and the history of uh, theology. Uh, he for his first book was Descent and Reform in the Early Middle Ages. He's noted for his five-volume history of the concept of uh, the people that run the bad place. Uh, really interesting. I said, holy cow. Uh, also, talk about topical, he wrote Inventing the Flat Earth in 1991 and uh, said that even the idea of educating people that the earth was flat might not be real. Um, and I, I don't know, I like, I don't quite understand this. Uh, he said the flat earth myth is still in use with us today. This was in 1991. He also wrote two books on the notion of heaven, uh, the good place, uh, the singing silence in 1997 and then paradise mislaid in 2006, which is also on the uh, chalkboard, the title of that book. And uh, that was written in 2006. So just could be interesting stuff to dig into, I think, and check out. Uh, next up is uh, from Transformers, the AllSpark. Uh, now, if you've written the, if also at Universal Studios, uh, you could ride the ride, uh, the Transformers ride. I think the AllSpark's in that ride. Yeah, they try. That's what the ride's about. Uh, but this is from Wikipedia about Spark uh, from Transformers. Uh, Within the fictional universe of the Transformers, the spark is the soul of a Transformer. And likewise, the all-spark is an ancient artifact or object of creating... Whoa, holy cow, I didn't know this. Of creating new Transformer life uh, by bestowing machinery with sparks. I, I guess, like, I played with Transformers. Oh, because the, the, the whole our spark thing didn't come out till after I grew up. Uh, the AllSpark was created by writer uh, Robert Skier, who uh, responded to a fan question in 1999 about it. Uh, uh, he said that there's a or the Oracle was actually called the AllSpark, consisting of the spark of every Transformer who has ever lived or who will ever live. Uh, or, as he said later, made up of every spark that ever was and every spark that will be. Yeah, and that was from one of the TV shows. Uh, about machines, I guess a transformer show, and the term AllSpark also could be their good place, because uh, after the concept of the good place for transformers was touched upon in one of the series, uh, and then later explored. Holy cow! I'm gonna start watching these shows. Uh, the Autobot Matrix of Leadership, as seen in the original series, was. Uh, not merely a receptacle of the consciousness of Autobot leaders that it went to the good place. Uh, it was a gateway that led to the AllSpark, uh, which is where all future Transformers sparks came from. Uh, the AllSpark is sentient and sends the sparks out into the world to live, uh, and their sparks return to the AllSpark. Uh, so it also is kind of a collective thing, uh, adding to the timeless fountain of knowledge and wisdom the facility on Cybertron, 
which produces maximal protoforms, was named after the aforementioned matrix uh, and is analogous to the good place. A similar Predacon facility also exists called the pit, which is uh, analogous to the bad place uh, and uh, has changed before. In the 2007 film, the AllSpark is a cube-shaped artifact adorned with glyphs and designs and can grant independent life to normal mechanical objects. Uh, let's see. Conceptual history. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is fiction. I guess it is. Uh, Robert Flood in 1574 sp- spoke about the angel Megatron and the souls it comes from. Maybe that's, I don't know, uh, the concept has coalesced over the course of almost all Transformer fiction. Uh, this article uh, covers its history to minimize confusion. Uh, as it says, okay, so is there soul, a uh, creation matrix. Um, so well, this is a really long article. If you want to learn more about the AllSparks, uh, just check out Wikipedia. Holy cow, yeah. Really detailed. Covers the comics, the movies, and the shows. Uh, let's see if it's effects. Um, it was in a Nokia commercial. Uh, uh, it turns a Mountain Dew defense. It gives life to a Mountain Dew machine. That's interesting. I don't know if Stan, I don't think that's where Stan came from, but, um, so there's a lot in here, really dense, uh, interesting article. Uh, how about saltines? What do we know about saltines that they're dry? That Stannis Baratheon equals saltine. And that's one I like to use with my friends. When you give a speech about someone and you want to not roast them, you would say, you say he's as dry as a saltine cracker, which is a soda cracker, a thin square cracker, according to Wikipedia, made from flour, yeast, and baking soda. Uh, most varieties uh, sprinkled with coarse salt. Uh, perforations over its surface, dry, crisp texture. And there's a lot of different brands of uh, saltines. Um, you may may not have heard of, and uh, they're usually eaten as a light snack. It can be with cheese butter or peanut butter. A little dry for me. Even with peanut butter, that would be, I guess with cheese, they're sometimes good. They can also be placed in stews, chilies, or soups, or even crumbled into salads. Uh, they're typically sold in boxes with two to four stacks of crackers, each wrapped in its own sleeve of waxed uh, paper or plastic. Uh, this is a detailed article. In restaurants, they come with in small packets of two crackers. I prefer those butter crackers at restaurants um, with super salad. A cracker meal is a type of coarse to semi-fine flour made of crushed saltine crackers as toppings for dishes or breading. Cheating uh, might eat saltines because it can also be a home remedy for a tummy ache. Um, also, we give them some to chew on. For some children in the eastern United States, there are traditional Christmas Eve treats. I've never heard of that before. So I think we're being, I think we're being rickrolled or something there. I mean, you know what I mean. Um, uh, baking process. They're com- compared to hardtack, a simple unleavened cracker biscuit made from flour, water, and sometimes salt. Uh, but saltines have yeast. Uh, soda crackers are leavened bread, allowed to rise for 20 to 30 hours. After the rise, the alkaline soda is added to neutralize the acidity from the yeast. Uh, the dough is allowed to rest for three to four more hours to relax the gluten. Hey, gluten, spend some time with Anderson Cooper and Tahani. That'll help you relax. 
uh, before being rolled into layers and then baked. Uh, flat saltines have perforations on their surfaces during baking. The outer layer of the dough hardens first, uh, restricting the outgassing of the evolved gases. The perforations connect the top surface and the bottom surface uh, to prevent cracker pillowing, which, you know, no one, we can't take that. We can't have cracker pillowing. Yeah, how about right is rain? This is from the Word Detective uh, over at the Word Detective website, word-detective.com. Words and language in a humorous vein since 1995. Uh, right is rain. It, someone asked, Andy asks, uh, where right is rain come from? I'm sure there's a lot of people that wouldn't think it's a good phrase. And let's see if I could paraphrase. Uh, this uh, the uh, person that writes for them says, hey, geez, I like rain, uh, which, yeah, so do I most of the time. Uh, without any, And they like water. Uh, rain has been around uh, since the beginning. The word rain uh, is also old. Uh, it comes from the Indo-European root regna and uh, is of close relatives in other English languages. Uh, right is rain is a popular idiom, which means uh, absolutely fine or perfect, and uh, or smoothly, no problems. First up, popped up in print in uh, 19th century, uh, and has been widespread for several hundred years in English. Um, none of the phrases were meant to be literal comparisons, but the apparent logic is that rain usually falls in a straight line. Uh, but the key to its enduring popularity, right as rain, is clearly its monosyllable. Is is that has alliteration? Uh, I can't say monosyllabic uh, alliteration. And now, for something too, truly strange, they may, the author mentions uh, they were searching the historical thesaurus of the Oxford English language English dictionary for synonyms, and they came across a bizarre phrase. Uh, all is gas and gators, uh, meaning everything is fine. Or it used to mean uh, pompous, uh, gators which cover your lower leg from water or rain. Uh, so that, that's a little bit about right as rain. And then I guess the last one is litmus test, which I, I don't really need to look at because it's not uh, just litmus plus test, uh, which uh, could mean a simple test for the acid or alkaline of a substance using litmus paper, uh, or any test that produces a decisive result by measuring a single indicator. But it's just one of my favorite things that chemistry went in high school or middle school or whatever uh, that I just want everybody to remember. Uh, it dip in that lit. That was really a tactile, an amazing moment, like seeing the litmus paper. Probably I licked it in my case, which don't do that, kids. Uh, and then dipping it and stuff and it actually changing colors uh, is like one of those mind-blowing science moments uh, that I hope all of you have and all your children have. And uh, uh, good night. I want to thank, uh, say thanks again to Bruce for the show on uh, PayPal. I uh, want to thank uh, Robin, uh, Jonathan, and Melissa. Thanks, 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 and good night. Uh, Drema, Julieta, and Gerard. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. 
Uh, I want to thank Saren, Susan, and Aaron. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for the show on PayPal. And then everybody over on uh, YouTube, I want to thank Laws, and and uh, Jaime. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Gavin, uh, Grim, and Deborah. Thank you, thanks, and good night. Vincile. Uh, Cass and Orange, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, 916 is Simone, uh, Haley and Daniel, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Andrea, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Sharon, Gamer, um, and uh, Chewy, thank you, thanks, and good night. Nate, NZ, and uh, Grisha, thanks, thanks, and good night. Dimmick, Hay, and Atomic, thank you, thanks, and good night. JM, Friedrich, and Marmalade, thank you, thanks, and good night. Trish, Megan, thank you, thanks, and good night. Maddie, Bueno, and Jocelyn, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Joshua, Joshua, Cheryl, and Empath, uh, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Lily, uh, Frammy, and Lisa, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Dog's Mum, Elena, and Hallie, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Veronica, uh, Genevieve, and uh, Dragon, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Christine, Nomgo and Raymond, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Geometry, uh, Alex uh, and uh, Denise, thank you, thanks, and good night. Trainer, uh, Seven, everybody was having fun at the 6666 episode. Loud, Jaybird and Drax, thanks, and good night. Uh, Power Gem, Trey and Rhiannigan, thank you, thanks, and good night. Yeah, Deborah again in here, uh, Ash uh, and Elena, thank you, thanks and good night. Raymond, Louise and Dennis, thanks, thanks and good night. Uh, Alan, Bob and uh, Terry, thank you, thanks and good night. Colin, Nicole and Cole, thanks, thanks and good night. Callie, Ryan and uh, Scylla, thanks, thanks and good night. Uh, Sam, Jesse, and Baring, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Lisa, Zahn, and Iron, thanks, thanks, and good night. Lobo, Orchestra, and uh, Gerardi, thanks, thanks, and good night. Trixie, Raphael, and Ab, thanks, thanks, and good night. Maddie, H, and Lucky, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Hallie, Maria, and Sally, thanks, thanks, and good night. 28, uh, Dragon 66, and C Steel, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Sailor, uh, Granny, Alice, thank you, thanks, and good night. Miss, uh, uh, Debbie, and Madeline, and hello, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Thanks, and good night, everybody.